This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell Tell You. Because oui. Pret-a-Manger is ready to eat, oui. and Pret-a-Poté is ready to wear. Oui. Ah, you see? <laughs> Look at me learning things because of Julia Roberts and hunger. I mean, that's not where I was going with that, but I mean, <laughs> hey, I, I, you need... We learn how we learn. We learn how we learn. So, <laughs> welcome everybody to episode 264 of Pero Let Me Tell You. <laughs> you you were pausing and I literally just told you this. Okay, so what? <laughs> so what? It's been a long day. So, so what? Long. I'm still a rock star. I got my Aww. rock moves. Pink. And I don't mind you. And yes, but Pink is so cool. Pink is one of those people that I think everyone appreciates, but nobody stops to think about how much they appreciate her. You think so? Like when you bring up Pink in a conversation, people inevitably have like a song of hers they like. Yeah. And everybody always says like, oh, it's so cool. She does all the gymnastics. So people appreciate her, but I don't think people think about the appreciation. Right. They're not always saying that how, um, like how the accolades that she has. Right, right. That. She's not always getting flowers. Right, right. She get, she, she she should get some flowers. She should get more flowers than she does. Yeah, yes. Miley Cyrus should serenade her. Oh, well, because Miley also on the cover of her album was on that trapeze thing. So yeah. maybe maybe she learned from yeah, Pink. I don't know. I don't know. So how is everybody? Episode two sixty three, two sixty four, four, two sixty four, two sixty four. Listen, it's been it's been a long week. It it's has back been. to school. Oh, how so, was that? I want to talk to back to school in a minute. Okay, um, okay. Because back to school is like a whole conversation. It, it is. It is a conversation. It is. So you know. I uh, hope everybody's doing really well. Um, I hope everybody, especially if you have kids or you're involved in education and somehow, um, or you just drive to work. Ya empezó la escuela. So los tranques ahora todas las mañanas. It took me... Es mañana. Y por la tarde también. Y por la tarde, yeah. It took I think me, that por la tarde one is worse. It took me an hour and 15 minutes to get from my house to the gym on 87th and Coralway. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Also, you know, it's the first day. And... Yeah, and it was raining too. Yeah. But you know, lucky lucky for our listeners, we are car pickup lane friendly. So you can listen to us right when you're picking or dropping <laughs> off your children. You know HOV lanes? Uh-huh. I like to call them the Jay-Z lanes because it's Hova. Because Hova, right. Well, yeah. Yeah. well almost Hova. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's almost Jay-Z. If you know, you know. Anyway, you know how they say that like you need to have two people there or whatever? Right. Has anybody ever been cited for taking the HOV lane? With one person. Because I feel that the citations of the HOV lane are as accurate as the, the citations for littering. Like, you know, everybody tells you, no, don't litter. I mean, you shouldn't litter. Right, but right, no, right. don't litter because they'll give you a $500 fine. I've never met or heard of anyone that's gotten a $500 fine for littering. In all fairness, people I, litter. I don't want to be that person either. Well, no, but you could be hearing it from someone else, you know, just like we spoke last week about cars and canals. We've never stuck (laughs) our car in a canal, but we've heard other people talking about it, you know. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. We don't condone littering. We don't condone littering. I don't know of anyone. I don't know about the HOV lanes anymore, but ever since they converted it to the fast express lane, and I don't know where the HOV, do we have HOV anymore? Is it now just the express lane? And then the one on the express lane doesn't go anywhere, and it takes you past Hialeah. I'm very confused. Some of these HOV... 
yeah. HOV lanes in other in other I would say jurisdictions <laughs> in other counties or well not county states they're very like strict and it's like yeah if you you know you can be like jailed and it's like oh my god like, for driving one person <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodness. It's like, don't take the HOV lane. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of HOV lanes, I actually started telling you this today. I came across on, um, on I think, YouTube Shorts, this TV movie from 1979 called, like, The Highway Killer. That it's this black van that in L.A., it would just ram women off the highway. <gasps> Oh, it's probably based on true story. Yeah, and um, George Hamilton is in the movie. Is he the killer? No, he's not. They don't show the oh. killer. And so is um, Dina Shore. Dina Shore. Dina Shore. Dina Shore. And I was like, didn't Dina Shore just host shows? I know Dina Shore, but I don't know why I know Dina Shore. I know Dina Shore because when I you see, like, especially celebrities from the 60s and 70s that they're doing, like, some type of anthology or documentary on them, they'll always put a clip of them on the Dina, Dina Shore, Shore show. show. That's true. Right. I will say, now that you brought up TV movies, Tubi, this is not a paid endorsement, but I have found Tubi has, like, all of the old TV movies starring Meredith, do they have Meredith fir- Baxter. Do they have my first name? Is, I know my first name is Steven. I've been looking for that one. I haven't okay, found it yet. That is like the that is quintessential of yeah. the TV movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. over 40 if you know that one. Yeah, I've been looking for that one. They have you know, they have all the ones with Judith Light, they, with a, you know all, uh, Jenny Garth, and Meredith Baxter. Um, Joanna Kearns. Joanna Kearns. Actually, I actually watched one with Joanna Kearns. It, where she's a bad mother. <gasps> Celeste. Oh, yes. I hadn't seen it. I did not know that movie. Oh, that she has like the big hair. Yes. This was post-growing pain. Yes, and it's and based it's on a true story. Yeah, she's <gasps> terrible. She's wonderful. Yeah. Because actually- I, I never I, saw Maggie Seaver that way. It was her with and Grant Show from Melrose Place, and then uh, this, girl, this girl, I can't remember her name right now, that she was on Now But it was wonderful, because it was actually, I feel like it was one of those TV movies where everybody knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like just camping it up. Yeah. Like they they really played it right. They didn't try to be. You didn't know about that movie. I didn't know about it. You know I what? And that it. movie was on for a while. Like it was on oh, rotation for a minute. I loved it. It was on rotation for a minute. Um, do they even still make TV movies? Um, the only one that still make them are like Lifetime. You know the, the Lifetime movies. That so they it's make. not your your ABC Sunday Night Special. Exactly. They don't make those anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, the, I'm so happy now. I found them on TV. They were so bad though. But they're wonderful. Yeah. That's like they don't do after school specials anymore. But that stopped way earlier. Like yeah. that stopped like mid eighties. I don't know. No, 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 no more because Malcolm Jamal Warner used to do a lot of them. Oh, like, when, when okay. he was at his peak. So I would say maybe late eighties, early nineties. I, I don't know. But um, well, no. Speaking of that, I, I do want to talk about back to school. And I, I was going to say you want to we'll talk, talk, so talk about it <laughs> for, for a minute. Have you heard, but this is something that when I when I started reading on it this week, I was like, I have to bring this up on today's episode, and you know we have to talk about it. Right. Have you heard of the movie Zipotha? No. Zipotha. Z-I-P-O-T-H-A? Z-E-P-O-T-H-A. No. Zipotha? Zipotha? I'm not sure. No. Because its trailer has like millions and millions of views. So Zipotha is a movie that's a, it's a 1980s horror movie and right now it, the it, all the content of it has gone viral. There's um, but it's an old movie from the 80s. It, there's people who are doing makeup tutorials based on the characters. <laughs> there's cosplay based on the characters. They've done trailers for the movie. It's like 
going completely viral. I mean, you have to see the makeup tutorials. They're like, oh, make yourself look like Cindy. This is how Cindy does her makeup and blah, 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 blah. They've shown how to do cosplay for the movie. There is tons and tons and tons of content about this movie. And it's a horror movie from the 80s. There's just one catch. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait. This is... They're Tabascos. My Tabasco. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, this is like this is Tabascos, but, yeah. but for the big screen. Right. And we'll explain the, yeah, what Tabasco yeah, yeah, means yeah. in a minute. Wait. I think that is amazing. Wait, okay. I could totally jump on that bandwagon. So, okay, wait, wait. There's this whole like social media yes. blitz for yes. a movie that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist at all. It started off, that I knew it. It started off as like a joke. Okay. And it just grew and grew and grew. So then what's great is that like the people who've been doing content for it, I mean, they're really creative because right. they're like, okay, I'm going to do today the makeup tutorial for, uh, I don't know, Janice. This is how Janice wears her hair in this scene. You know the scene where she's running away from the mass killer? Okay, remember her makeup and her earrings? We're going to do that today. And they're totally making it up as they go along. Because there is no Janice. There is so no Janice because there's no movie. This is kind of wonderful. It is. I was like, you know what? This is the internet winning. Yeah. This is TikTok and all that. You know how we say all these negative things about it? This is the internet yeah. winning. Yeah. Because when you have people that are creating content, you know, again, makeup tutorials, cosplay, um, it's, trailers. It's lighthearted. And right. they're making it based on a movie that doesn't exist. And they're coming up with these characters and these looks, you know. As they go, I think that's pretty genius. This I freaking love it. Brilliant. I was at it first, but I think it was great. <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, yes, Tabasco's. Tabasco's. So for years, this is not something new. For years, whenever somebody asks me, oh, you know, where should we go out to dinner or for lunch? I'm like, you know, you should go to Tabasco's. <laughs> oh, really? What's Tabasco's? I'm like, oh, Tabasco's is huh. Like, I come up with different stuff all the time. <laughs> but well, you're consistent. It's like a Mexican-Cuban fusion near Miami where it's like you could get a vaca frita birria taco, you know? <laughs> it's definitely fast casual. Okay, that sounds really that sounds good. Really good. It's, okay. fast casual. it's fast casual. You know, they have, like, different specials. They have a brunch. That's great. It is they, have, yeah. they have a guava. Um, they have oh. a guava orange juice mimosa for it's brunch. It's so good. It's so good. And, and, no, it's, and it's bottomless. It is bottomless. Yes. No, and you got to check out. They're uh, Wednesdays. They're loaded tostones. Buy one, get one free. Oh, my God. It is amazing. And it amazes me that they're so consistent across all locations. But what's great is that Tabasco's doesn't exist. And I, I will tell people everything I just said. And then they'll be like, oh, where's Tabasco's? And I'm like, oh, no, it's in my imagination. It doesn't exist. But now it's sort of become a joke among all of our friends. Then I'm like, oh, are you going to go to Tabasco's again? I'm, yeah, I'm going there now. Yeah, sometimes I do crave their lava cake. But sometimes we do what I just did that I'll come up with the menu on the, oh, spot, on the spot. And it's like amazing. But the best part about it is that the menu, because you're it's on the spot, it's probably bigger than the Cheesecake Factory menu at yes. this point. Like it is it's Pangea. Yeah. <laughs> Pangea yeah. grill. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um but so when I heard this about this movie, Zeposa, that they're making things up as it goes on, I'm like, oh, that's Tabasco's. That's what I've been doing all these years. And I've made this fake restaurant. And I keep telling people to visit Tabasco's. I wonder how many people have Googled Tabasco's near me. I wonder how many people now after listening to this may open up a Tabasco's. A Tabasco's. <laughs> They do franchise. Yeah, they do. They do. They, they have do. a great franchise they, model. It, the model's fantastic because it's not as proprietary as McDonald's. No, no, no. It's no, not. And yeah. you don't need a million dollars to open it. You could do it with a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're willing to finance. Yeah. 
they do help you finance. Yes, <laughs> they do. Yeah, but those those um, half off tortones on Wednesdays. I mean, it's worth the ta- it's a, it's better than Taco Tuesday. True. True. <laughs> well, because on Taco Tuesdays they only let you have the tacos for like two dollars. It's mucho tostones miércoles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not for nothing, but Tabasco sounds pretty uh, freaking amazing. We should open it. You know what? Let, let's let's pack in this bimbam pollo and, and open a Tabasco. No, be bimbam pollo at Tabasco. At Tabasco's. <laughs> Ooh, it's it's a um, a pop up at Tabasco's. Tabasco's yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Listeners, have you been to have Tabasco's? You been? <laughs> Would you like to go to Tabasco's? <laughs> if you do, let us know. We'll make it happen. Does anybody want to finance Tabasco's? Because we're oh you know what you should do. Go to Shark Tank and be like, we have an idea. You should you should start an Instagram for Tabasco's. Oh my god, that Oh my god, that's amazing. You should start an Instagram for Tabasco's. <laughs> and see where this goes. <laughs> Tabasco's Cuban t- Cuban <laughs> Cuban Cuban Mexican flair fusion. Oye, that would be great. A vaca frita birria taco sounds amazing. I want that shit right now. Yeah. Like, can you just make that? <gasps> oh my gosh. You know what would be amazing? A vaca frita birria taco a la milanesa. <gasps> oh. Oh my holy heartburn. Oh my that God. sounds you amazing. You know what? Just taking a Meprazole. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Okay, we need to make this happen. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> Ping pong pollo and Tabasco's, you know. Because we weren't complicated enough. No, let's just add more shit to the pile. Listen, hopefully we're going to be getting a food truck. If we get a food truck, we can do whatever the hell we want. That's true. <laughs> Maybe the food truck, the pop-up can be Pimba Boy and the food truck can be Tabasco's. <laughs> so, you know, Zipotha, you have nothing on Tabasco's. Zipotha, yeah. Z- so, listen, Tabasco's crawled so Zipotha could run. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've been doing this for years, people, and like I'll tell, like, I'll, like I'll do it with a straight face. I'll be like, "Have you checked out Tabasco's? It's really good." <laughs> like, you know what? I'm surprised that there has never been a place called Tabasco's because that seems like just yeah, it's there for the taking. Yeah, and I took it, and you took it, and you ran. Nobody with it. could say I don't use my imagination. <laughs> This is true. This is true. You are very proactive. No, 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 dude. We could we could open up an Instagram page and I'll have like weekly like videos on like today. <laughs> but you know what you should do? Okay. Because the thing, if you open up an Instagram, you would have to put like tabascos.com, right? As a mm-hmm. website. But to get around that, open up a Tabasco's fan page. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't have to lead it to an actual site. Mm-hmm. It's just people who love Tabascos and are posting <laughs> the pictures of their meals at Tabascos. And I could use I could use uh, stock images of right, people yeah. eating like tacos. Yeah, just be like, mm. <laughs> like just a random like Getty image, yeah, like a random white guy, yeah. you know. <laughs> Tabascos. <laughs> Reminds me of my Mexican, my Cuban Mexican grandmother's cooking. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that we would do if we had more time on our hands. I would oh, totally, I totally do it. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So yeah, everybody, um, and you, could, you could go watch Zapotha and then have dinner at Tabasco. They most of them are located near <laughs> Cineplex. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. But it's great. It's great. And I saw some of the makeup tutorials, and actually, I saw the cosplay ones. And I know there's cosplay. Yeah, they totally dress up like the makeup characters. That's why I said the That's internet wonderful. won. The That's internet wonderful. Won, I'm so. glad. You know what? It's heartwarming to see nice 
harmless, lighthearted, yeah. fun things like that yeah. once in a so, while. Them being anyway, bueno, let's get to back to school. Uh, yes. So <laughs> school started this week, as we know. Yes. And you know, for those for the those, real horror show for yeah, some, for those of us who have kids in the, I mean, I just don't want to say in the Dade County public school system, it's everywhere. Yeah. But for those of us who have kids in school, um. You know, going back to school has now turned into supply lists, passwords, and portals because that's pretty much all that it is. Oh, I wish I wish supply lists had started with a P, so you would have the full iteration. Um, yeah, it's supply lists, passwords, and portals because it's like you have to get your supply list, which generally is gotten from the portal. <laughs> But to log into the portal, you need the password, and you never have the password because it's Are always Are you talking about Zapotha again? No, like, no, 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 no. Any listener who has their ki- a kid of school age will attest to this, right? <laughs> you have to go to the portal, and then you have your iReady password. You know, iReady's a whole other cluster F. You know? This sounds like the worst game of Dungeons & Dragons ever. No, 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 no. And, you know, it makes me think, I mean, I've, I've sort of hinted this. Uh, on the podcast before, like it makes me think of my school experience, how my parents had no clue what was going on in my school. Like they would drop me off at eight o'clock and pick me up at two or three, whatever time it was. And those six, seven hours that were, that were there, it, it was a void. Like they, they, you could have been tilling the fields they for all they knew. They didn't know who my teacher was. They didn't know what time I had lunch. They oh, really, didn't, they, they didn't like. My parents didn't speak English, and my no. school was well, all American. That you went to the white school, yeah. We're all like <laughs> Americano. Right. My parents. The only time my parents would st- set foot in in school was during the Christmas show, because you know it's a Christmas. They show. didn't go to open house. No, <laughs> like they didn't go to open house. Like que eso? Like <laughs> they never went to open house. They never nothing. They had no clue what was going on. In, in school. So that's why when I hear them be opinionated now about like the schoolwork kids get, and I'm like, right. wait, wait, what's your reference? Because you had no idea. Because <laughs> Unless you had another child somewhere else. Because when Tristan did his science experiment last year or whatever right. on a triboard, you know, my dad's like, ay, lo que los niños tienen que hacer. I'm like, excuse me, my triboard, which I won first place in the school, is still in my bedroom at your house. Like, yeah, and triboards, we did triboards. Like, it's not new. Yeah. Right, right. That's what I'm right. saying. Like, it's, not um but it's so interesting because like i i feel that you know my parents case which is very very um common with you know children that came from parents who were immigrants and hadn't been here in the u.s too long you know the parents in part because of the language barrier didn't have the opportunity to be involved in school true also you know a lot of the parents have like blue collar jobs or or many or multiple jobs and and can't don't have the time off or the ability to be as involved in school as right now it takes to have a kid in school because i'm one of those people that like i'm involved in all like most of the activities in you know my kid's school and it's still not enough sometimes and and that's why i think that like it's so different now in terms of the input and what they require, not only from the child, but as like a collaborative effort with the parent, because they 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 have so I much get that vibe. They have so much volume of work, and I'm not complaining that they have volume of work because, as I say, when you're a kid in school, that's your only job. So you know, do the, do the work, yeah. That's your only job. So I don't feel bad that you have you know a lot of projects and stuff like that. You're living run free, and it's your only job, it's true. right? But but it, it it I feel that now it's a lot of input and. As 
as I said, there is so many apps and so many portals and so many passwords and you have to go here and you have to do iReady and you have to do all this stuff. Like something that they do now that's very common that they didn't do in our generation was like this summer reading or summer uh, oh. homework packet. There were summer reading lists when we were like in high school, but that's a that, but that, that's relatively new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that wasn't like a homework packet. That's, especially that's in elementary school, that wasn't yeah. something we had, and now they have it, and um, it's like you know, también give the kid a break, but you know the 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 supply lists, and I do not mind providing everything and even more to the teachers. You know, in reference to the supply list, because, you know, teachers, are, as we say, are your everyday heroes. Yep, underpaid. And they have to put up with so much, you know, and they're underpaid. Did your, te- did, did your teacher provide, like, a, an Amazon list of... Because I, I saw that going around on Instagram. A lot of, like, teachers would post, this is my my Amazon wish list of... I don't think... Of things. This teacher this year had an Amazon list, but they did have a list, mm-hmm. which we had to get in the portal, and we had to renew the password. <laughs> <laughs> to get um but you know i don't mind giving them what's on the list and then some but there are a lot of things on the list which weren't even like something you even thought about when we were in school like it's a lot of wipes a yeah, lot of wipes i feel like they ask for wipes and hand sanitizers and, hand sanitizer. and that's a cleaning supplies. and this was even the case before COVID, yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i'm thinking like were we just dirtier when we were in school because nobody had wipes we didn't care <laughs> you would go wash your hands with the the powdery soap yes in <laughs> if you were lucky you had the pink one the pink one yeah, yeah that the, was always uh-huh. rusted it was always rusted always rusted it doesn't yeah. exist outside of a rusted dispenser <laughs> but but yeah it it's like going back to school now, it's such a complicated process. And it really wasn't like that before. Um, and, and it's not a criticism on anyone or a judgment on anything. Just times just different. D- times change. And again, it makes me think of like when I was a kid, my parents, again, they, had, they hadn't been here very long. They didn't speak the language. My dad had three jobs at one point. You know, my mom couldn't, you know, yeah, she had her momento, job. Yeah. You know, when were they going to be involved in school? And when were they going to be up, you know, <laughs> until like 12 at night looking at the list and looking at my eye ready? Mm-hmm. They just couldn't. And and it now, like, it the part of your child's success involves your input, you know. Um, I'm sure there's kids who don't and, and succeed, but I feel that today there's so much input that is required mm-hmm. from the parental unit or your or your guardian that it's 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 very different. It's very different now than than we were a kid. So, you know. Back to school, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't have kids, so I, I I have no clue about any of that stuff. But I I will say, you know, yeah, it just, it just seems like parents now, and again, I'm basing this on you all, you know, my my friends who have kids, are just you have to be part of your kid's school school. I mean, my parents were, but to a, even more of a degree than I recall my parents being involved. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. know, I tell you, like I'm one of those people that I'm very involved in my kids. Well, school. you're a classroom parent, I, and they all know me. I participate in career day and all that. And it's funny how in the last school year, a couple of the teachers came up to me and they're like, "Oh my God, we have great news. We would love for you to be part of the PTA." And I'm like, "Nope." Like I think it was for like vice president or secretary or something. And I'm like, "I have my office." <laughs> Actually, I have multiple offices. I have Ping Pong Pollo. I have the podcast. I have political work. I'm like, I can't. <laughs> like, like, I was like thinking of my calendar. And I'm like, 
I just can't. Humanly, I can't. Yeah, I just like, physically cannot happen. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I... I love that you learned to say no. I know, right? That took me a while. It took me over 40 years. It did. It to did. learn to say no. But here I we can't. are. I, You know, it's funny that, like, I could totally, in my personal life, think of several people that I know that if they were part of, like, the PTA, like, the parent... You know, and they wielded that power. That yielded that power. They totally would like go to their head. They'd be Christina Applegate and Bad, oh, yeah, moms. And bad moms. Yeah, totally, totally. I don't. Eh, I don't know if I would. If you were president of the PTA, I could see you going both. Ex- you would be one of the t- extremes. I don't think you would be in the middle. I could be a benevolent dictator. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. As long as you align with me and we're all good, we're good. So parents, listeners who are parents or have you know kids of school age, are you in the PTA? Are you involved in your kid's school? El how, is, how, how is back to school shopping going for you or when for you? Because it's, yeah, I mean, we're, that's it. I mean, my started. back to school shopping involved this. My mom would take me maybe sometime in the summer, uh, Kenny Shoes or Tom McCann. Okay. <laughs> both which are gone. To buy some random cheap pair of shoes because, you know, we didn't have Reeboks or anything like right. that. We didn't have uniforms. So oh, that's true. Yeah, we, didn't. we didn't really do back to school shopping. We just wore what we wore. You just had to make sure that you had ropa yeah. presentable. This, this is like elementary school. Yeah, right, right, by right, middle school, right. my parents' economy changed a little bit and yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, but elementary school was a lot of like make sure that you have things that fit you, right? right that you right. can wear to, to school. Um, they did know when picture day was so they would try que estuviera pelado oh yes yes, yes you know yes, by yes, picture yes. day yeah, yeah um and then on the day of the first day of school when i would come back from school with my list, my list yeah. íbamos a cinco y diez. <laughs> rosie's five and ten rosie's five and ten on bird road yeah um and we would buy my duotangs <laughs> So many dual tangs. <laughs> so many dual tangs. So you know, many dual tangs. You know, there were the teachers or there were the subjects that required the dual tang with the little the clip, clips. The clips and then the ones who didn't. Yes. And then... And the, then ones, the ones with the clips were very hard to find sometimes. There was... I suffered every year. Oh. The greatest heartbreak you can suffer with my back to school shopping. So in the 80s and 90s, what did every kid want for back to school? Trapper keeper? They wanted a trapper keeper. And in the late 80s and early 90s, you especially wanted a Trapper Keeper designer series. Yeah. I did have a Trapper Keeper, but because I was left-handed, I couldn't use my Trapper Keeper. So, you know, when people want to say... You and my sister. That they've been like, you know, they've had to deal with shit since they were a kid. I'm like, I would just buy the Trapper... Take the Trapper Keeper for looks. like (laughs) To say you have it. To say I have it. I could never use a Trapper Keeper. Yeah, my sister couldn't either. But you know what, though? Seriously... Did anybody ever really use a Trapper Keeper? No, you just shelf shit in there. Because you always had your duotang. Right, you had the duotang. <laughs> that and you, then you had the college-lined paper notebook. Right. and That you right. would leave in your desk. Right. Right, because you would leave all that in your desk, in your classroom, because it was elementary school. Right, right, So it was a, right. you know, you had only right. one classroom, except for music and art. But you didn't need a duotang for that. Right. Although in, in my elementary school, our art teacher used to come to our class. Oh no, we would go to the art school, right. the, the art class. Right, music. No, we had a music room. No, music. But, no, at me at revés, music would come to the classroom. Music would come to the <laughs> classroom, but you know, like I don't even know who you would use, like the the trapper, the, keeper. the trapper keeper. Like it was just for looks. I mean, obviously, high school kids were using it right. too. So, and then you know, when I would have my designer series trapper keeper, what I would do is that on the side I would put a white paper in and circle the little dots. Remember. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. 
that it had like a pocket on the side the with holes. Yes. And I would just circle the holes. Listeners, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I want a Trapper Keeper now. Yeah. Do they still have them? Yeah, they do, actually. Remember how good they smelled when they were the, brand that, new? That fresh plastic. Think about it right now. Think about the <laughs> when you would pull the Velcro. Think about the sound. You're thinking about it, yeah. aren't, you, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was the first time that Velcro like really played a big part in my life. <laughs> the Trapper Keeper. Yeah. And I feel the designer series were such a step up. <laughs> they were because it didn't just have a flap. Some of the flaps had like a zigzag on yeah, it. Yeah. Like it was it was a, it was a like design. The, Zapper Ke- the Trapper Keepers are like the designer series now are sort of like retro and vintage. Well, they're back. Yeah. That's why. And kids probably yeah. still don't use them. Especially well, now. Especially now with the hell about it. Yeah. Everything, Everything's on the fucking iPad. Yeah. Just for looks. <laughs> They used a lot of Trapper Keepers in Bayside, though. In Bayside High. They did. I could just see Slater walking down the stairs with the Trapper Keeper. Maybe all of Saved by the Bell was underwritten by Mead. No, maybe <laughs> Trapper Keeper Designer Series was inspired by Bayside High. No, because it was out before. I don't think so. Trapper Keepers were... The 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 Designer Series were later. It was like, it was like when we were in fifth grade. Um, that late? Really? Yeah. They weren't in the, or in the mid to early oh. 80s. No, no, no. So, yeah, back to school. I kind of want to buy a Trapper Keeper now. I don't know what I would use it for, but I want to buy one. And then, you know. I can keep Beep Bump Boy receipts You know, it's funny. I had a. How was your book bag shopping? My book bag shopping. So, I I would. I had had a new book bag every year. Mm -hmm. um, Up until, I think, like, middle school. And then that's when I got the Jansport. So I had a, a book bag every year too. I remember. I remember most yeah, of my. For book some bags. reason, I remember the Jansport had to be purchased at Costco. No, I didn't. Uh, mine. I don't know why we couldn't find it anywhere but Costco. No. Nope. My grandparents had a membership to Costco, so they, they got did it for in me. the eighties. Who went to Costco in the eighties? Well, no, middle schools when I in got middle it. School. Middle schools when I got it. So in the nineties, like in nineteen ninety, I didn't even know what Costco. My was. grandfather loved to buy in bulk. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, I remember most of my book bags. I remember in sixth grade, I had a Bart Simpson book bag. Okay. Do you remember my Bart Simpson book I bag? Do not. It was sort of aqua green with he- Bart Simpson's head all over the place. Then in seventh grade, I had I got a Jansport in blue, and I had that Jansport from seventh grade. That that ran like my monk costume. I had it from seventh grade all the way to junior year. And that sounds my, about right. My senior year of high school, I got a different book bag from the Gap. <laughs> I remember your Gap book bag. Yeah, that it was beige, and then the top had like brown leather. Yes, yes. That book bag is still somewhere in my parents' house. My Jansport is still in my parents' house too. My my blue the Bart Simpson one might still be there too. <laughs> <laughs> and I had that Jansport. I remember that the Jansport book bag. You know, Jansport is che- is not cheap. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I remember that yeah. my mom's like, you're going to have this book bag forever. And I did. <laughs> like, wow, I remember Jansports back then were like, what, 40, 50 bucks? Yeah, they were expensive. And that was expensive. Like, that was super caro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I felt, I felt my, I felt when I first got my Jansport book bag, I felt it was such an upgrade. Hell yeah. I was like, this is how the other side lives. This is how the 1% lives. Look at this Jansport <laughs> book bag. With this leather bottom. Yeah. No, mine didn't have the leather bottom. We didn't have that much money. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my parents couldn't afford the leather bottom. Just the fact that they they let me have a Jansport, which was a little bit more expensive, but without the leather bottom. They could afford the $40 book bag, not, not the, the 60, 70, 60 right, or $70 right, right, right. book bag. Yeah, that was We got about una maleta. Total. Para lo que Para una maleta. So that's the end piso. But yeah, Jansport was a big deal. It was a big deal. Those are still around. Jansports are still around. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mira, but those things last for that's the type of thing that's quality. My my North Face bag, mm-hmm. backpack, well, you know it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that thing goes with me everywhere. everywhere yeah. I've had that for over 20 years. Shit, really? That yeah. Long? Actually, got in law school. I no? got I got it my first year, twenty years this year. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's twenty years old, and that thing has been around the globe like twenty times. <laughs> Once for every year, it's been owned. <laughs> I can't leave the three hundred five without my. Uh, Actually, that's, that's what you travel with. That I travel everywhere. That with is it. what you. Sh- and if it's like a quick trip, that's what you shove your clothes in. But there. even if it's a long trip, I take it with no, me. No, no, no. But put... but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. anyway, you use that sucker all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, what do you have going on? I actually don't have much going on this week. It's been a very relaxing week for me. Oh, yeah. Mostly just, you know, I don't know what relaxing means. No. No. I don't know what relaxing means. <laughs> I think, you know what? You may not know what relaxing is, but listeners, depending on when you hear this, Darian May have already gone to see Beyonce. Oh yeah, I'm going to the Renaissance <laughs> tour, people. I'm going to the Renaissance tour. He treated himself. Why? I did. Because as he just said, he doesn't know what relaxing is. I don't so know I what like, relaxing is. I'm always I'm doing a- stuff for other people. Between you know my my multiple offices, my um, being Pampoyo, the podcast, everything that I do. I sometimes don't have a day off in months. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna go see Beyonce, and I don't. Well, I do care how much the ticket costs, but I'm within, reason, within reason, within reason, and I got a Beyonce ticket less than 24 hours before the show so booyah yes and you and and you had to pay the wonderful ticket master service the fee. ticket master service fee was almost <laughs> like half of the ticket yeah. you know yeah expense it was 90 it was 90 bucks do they charge it based on so how do they determine the fee is it based on i the, don't know the, the witchcraft behind the, it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what I love? You know what I love though? That they have the audacity to call it a convenience, the convenience fee. fee. You know what? I would accept it a whole lot more if they were like the fuck you fee. Like a service fee. <laughs> yeah. What, you know what they call it the fuck you fee. Right. But and let's I'd say you want to clean it up. I'd be right. like, you know what? Okay. At least you're being truthful, ticket this is master. True. Like, you're not pretending. You know, you're not pretending. You're not pretending. Right? No. no, the convenience fee. And my ticket was like 90 bucks. It was $89. Yeah. For one. One ticket. For a code that gets scanned on your phone. Yes. There's no physical ticket. They're not they're not mailing you anything. No. You're not printing anything out. I mean no. you could, but you're not. No. So it's literally just to generate a code on your phone. Yeah. Yep. Ninety dollars. Yep. <clears throat> you know, I you know why I really this wanted to go. This is why I have issues with You know what I really wanted to go to this show? Because I've I've seen Beyonce live several times. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really into the Renaissance album. I'm sorry, come at me, Beehive. Um, I'm not. I, I I don't dislike it. I I, I think it's, it's fine. Your, it's it's just favorite. not my favorite album of hers. Um, it's not even like my top three or top four. I'm a Beyonce fan. I like Beyonce. I'm not a, a Beehive fan. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I I just I like. I've always liked her. Um, and I've, as I said, I've seen her in live before. I saw her like in the second row some years ago. So. All that. So I, it's not like, well, oh, this is somebody I've been dying to see and I've never seen. I just, I really wanted to go because I feel that like this was like a huge, massive world tour. That's like sort of a pop culture moment. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to be part of it. I wanted, to be, I wanted to be like, you know what? I went to that show. Uh, okay. And that's similar how I feel about, even though I'm not a big Taylor, uh, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan at all. Right. But that's sort of how I feel about the Eras tour. The mm-hmm. Eras tour is like a big deal. It, it it really is. But okay, let me ask you this question then, because 
I could make the argument that every time these women go on tour, it's a big deal. Like, it's been a big deal every time that they go on tour. So what makes it different this time around? I think this time it's – look, I remember – Do you think that after this – I remember when I when it'll I, scale I, down? Joined, I joined Instagram in 2015. And I remember that that summer, Taylor Swift was touring for the 1989 tour. Mm-hmm. And that was a massive world That's tour. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And I remember it was all over Instagram – but I feel that now the difference between then and, and the Eras tour or even the Renaissance tour, because look, I remember the Formation tour for that Beyonce was a was huge, a huge tour. Yeah. But I feel that now it's like it's become like a spectacle. Like people dress up for it. Like mm-hmm. in Taylor Swift's shows, they gave out like people make merch and they give it out and it's like an experience mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. It, and it's just not going to the concert and leaving. It's like a whole package. And aside from the fact that these these two tours in particularly have helped with inflate, you know. This is true, the economy. The, yeah. the economy. I mean. Yeah, everywhere it goes. I mean, you didn't even hear that before. True. Right? Um, so I just feel that there are like big pop culture moments that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've always said like I, I like – being part of those moments. I, I think I told you that my whole goal was to go to a concert that was shot for a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you did. I've been to a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you have, yeah. yeah. I was like, I want to be yeah. at a show that was the DVD. That yeah. was like the, the one they put I was on. there. Like, I was there. That is the show that I want to go right, to. Right. Not the same tour, the show. So, and I've been to a few. Um, but no, I like I was like, you know, this is a moment, and if I can, I mean, if I can, I'm right, not going right. to lose sleep over it either. Um, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to lose, lose sleep about it. But I, I wanted to be part of it because it's like it's a big deal, you know. I just wonder if the next tour will be as big a deal because that's, that's, I guess that's where I'm coming from. Is like, where does it end, right? Where does the big deal of it all end? Because you could make the argument that every time these women go on tour, it's a pop culture moment. Then it's it's the whole thing of like if everybody's special, then is anybody special? Um, yeah, but this is big on another scale, right? But what I'm saying is, okay, next album, next tour, is it going to be this big, or do you th- or do you think this is like the pinnacle of 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 their powers, <laughs> so to speak? And the next tour, just by virtue of it, will probably. I be mean, I think it depends. Scale down. I think that uh, scale down. I don't know because at the end of the day. Singers nowadays make most of their money on touring. touring. Yeah, yeah. They don't make it on record sales anymore. Yeah, it's merch. Um, you know, as far as Beyonce, Beyonce is on the brink of being a legacy act, which is not a bad thing. I mean, right? But I mean, just where she she's is, she's on the right, brink right. of being a legacy act. That if she tours, people are going to go. You know, right. that's that's sort of like the same with Madonna. You know, yeah. when Madonna says I'm going on a tour, people go, even if they haven't bought a Madonna record in 20 years. Sure, people go. The same thing with like U2. You know, U2 are past their prime, their commercial prime. Mm-hmm decades ago but they put on a world tour People and go. it's it's it sells out immediately duran duran i went to was was <laughs> packed yeah duran duran i didn't realize sold out an arena like arenas they're yeah. selling out arenas depeche mode is selling out arenas yeah. and stadiums and again when was the last time these were commercially viable acts right, right. but um but to answer your question i mean i don't know i i just think that it's like a big you know the these tours in particular. Maybe it's the timing. Maybe they're it's all happening the, at the same time. They're happening at the same time. Um, they're a big deal. And you know, I like to go to concerts. I, I love going to concerts. No, that's true. That's true. Um, you know, even for people that I'm not kind of like crazy about, it, it's like yeah, it's a concert. It's fun. It's like a, a Jose's friend Eastland. They they go to, Jose Eastland and and Felipe. They go to like every concert. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big, how small the act. They just love the the the, the whole spectacle of going I love it. to a yeah, show. Yeah, me too. I, I'm you know? like that too. I love yeah. it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fun, you know. It's something different. I feel that now, especially with social media and the fact that you could record it, it's it's very different, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Unless I, you're at Madonna's. Huh? <laughs> Unless you're at a Madonna show. <laughs> well, you know. Um, but yeah. Do you suffer from concert amnesia, though? I don't. Well, I have a general amnesia, but I don't think so. Like, I, I'm not one of those people who goes to a show and then completely forgets everything. Mm -hmm. Like, or, or realizes that they weren't engaged so in concert moment. amnesia listeners it's actually a real thing yeah. and they've they've had like neurologists talk about it and they're explaining that when it, i mean it happens in a lot of different circumstances and a lot of different events but they use concerts as the best example because what they explain is that um when you are at a concert you're so overstimulated right. that your brain is trying to catch up with like the overstimulation and like the elation of being there that in the process it forgets to record certain like, like you transcend memories yeah. yeah um and it's like a real thing and they started talking about it because of the taylor swift era's tours because there were people who were like i went to the show and i don't remember shit <laughs> I'd be pissed because those were not cheap tickets yeah, to not remember anything. They weren't. So, but no, I mean, I don't, it's, I don't it's a great experience. It. I mean, look, last year I went to see The Weeknd with Tristan. And right. that has been one of like the best nights of my life. Like we had such a blast and it was so good. And I, if you're into that type of thing and you enjoy it, you know, do it. Right. No, no, I agree. I agree. But I, I'm that guy who I need to go to. If I'm going to a show, I need a spectacle. Mm -hmm. You know, I like I like the, the pomp and circumstance and the costumes. And What's the best country you've ever been to? The best What's concert. the first concert you went to and the best concert you've been to? So the first concert I remember ever going to, it's, it was actually a Beach Boys concert. Wow. Um, yeah, eons ago. And You know I love the Beach Boys. Oh, I'm I'm all about the Beach Boys. Um, and it was at the Bayside Amphitheater. What was the best concert I've ever been to? Do you like the Beach Boys more than the Beatles? It's heresy, but I'm going to go with yes. You say heresy? I think it's heresy. To, that's to, what you're saying? Well, no. Heresy. H-E-R-E-S-Y. Not hearsay? Well, hearsay is H-E-A-R. Well, I know what right, hearsay right, is. Right, right, right. No. Trust me. The hearsay yeah, exception that's true, that's true. evidence that's true, is that's a true. killer. It's, a, no, yeah, it's like, one of the like, hardest parts like, of law like, school. Like heresy <laughs> is when you're saying something blasphemous. Oh, you would be the type to use that word. Uh-huh, go ahead. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I like the Beach Boys more than the Beatles. Um, but best concert, I I judge it on a sliding scale because I love certain concerts for different reasons. Mm -hmm. So like when I saw JLo in Vegas with my sister, that was a hell of a show. But it was me and my sister. You know, we had the floor seats were in the pit. So like I loved that show for that reason. You know, when we saw the Spice Girls on tour the first time, like I loved it because it was just we were on the lawn. But it was, you know, just us. It was, it was debauchery without sex and drugs. Right. It was just, it was just us having like a stupid good time. You know what I mean? So, so I'm kind of all over the place in terms of what what is my my favorite concert. But I will say the one, the two shows that I would put up there, three, no, but three, Aerosmith. Oh, okay, that's surprising. Dolly Parton. Okay. And Tina Turner. Oh wow. I've been to two of those three. So th those are the three, like, you know, top level. These are icons. This is, you know, these are acts that I'm glad I'm seeing because, I mean, Tina's no longer with us. But, you know, th th these are legends. You want to talk legacy acts. These are legends. These are icons. So I would put those up there. 
And actually, Aerosmith was uh, the first show that I went to after 9-11. Interesting. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting um, mix. Yeah. My first concert was Angela Carrasco at the James All Night Center. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Carraco. My parents were really into Angela Carraco in the early 90s. And I don't know why they took me. Could not get a sitter. My grandmother didn't go. Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, that's right. I think they took me because my brother went when he was dating. My, him and my sister-in-law were dating at the time. They were married. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe they felt bad that like my brother was going to go. And like and your brother? I don't know how my brother ended up going. But he did. <laughs> Did they trick him and tell him like George Michael was going to be there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it was a reason to get dressed up. And I remember we got dressed <laughs> up great. to go see Angela Carraco at the James L. Knight Center. As know, one does. As one does. Yeah. And I actually remember the show. Oh, you do? I remember well, the I'm show. Not, why, why am I surprised? So that was the first concert I went to. Best concert I've been to. So, I, again, as you said... There's a few. Um, I've said the story before. I saw Michael Bublé at the Detroit Masonic Temple. When I mean on the brink of superstardom, I think it was like the week before. Yeah. <laughs> like, he became Pretty a much, superstar. Yeah, yeah. Because he had released his second album and he had come out with um, Feeling Good. Feeling Good was already out. And Feeling Good was a song that made him yeah, like catapulted him. a superstar. Yeah, yeah. And this was like, I think like the week before that song went out like crazy. And it was at the Masonic Temple, which is a very, very intimate theater. And um, I was like, literally, they let you lean up against the stage. Like I, I had my arms on the stage. Oh, wow. That is like how, cl- like, <laughs> like Michael oh, was oh, right oh, in You were playing so the band. So it felt very like intimate. Like he was singing to yeah. us there. Yeah. And it was an amazing show. Michael Bublé is a hell of a showman. Um, and I was like really into that genre of music at that time. So definitely there. Um, I would also put up there Madonna, the Confessions Tour. Such a good because show. I was in the third row. Oh, yeah. You were in the third row. Yeah. She was yeah. in yeah. front of me. And even though I had seen her in concert before, the in that particular show that she was like, I could almost touch her. I was starstruck. I was like, there is Madonna. Madonna who is... And this was like peak Madonna. front of me. And oh, oh my God, this is like somebody that I've been listening to her music in my house. Like my parents, my brother have been playing her music since I was like four years old. Right. Like she's right there. Um, I would also put up there... The weekend's concert last year, the After Hours Till Dawn tour, was like a um, spectacle. It was, I mean, there was a freaking moon in in the. It was just the, the tides changed. If I have to put the best concert, it's tied, and they're both you two. I would tie tie the nineteen ninety seven Pop Mart tour. Which okay. was a huge deal. They came out of a lemon. That's the one that came out of the, the lemon. lemon. But that was like the first concert I went to by myself. Okay, like as an adult. Yes, okay. I went right. on my own. Right. I bought that ticket and I went on up on my own. Um, and that had the largest LED screen at the time, and it was freaking mind blowing. If you see that show now, it still looks like new. It holds up. Yeah, it holds up. So I would say that. And when I saw them a few years back at the Joshua Tree tour. That I I camped out at Joe Robbie Stadium. I was going to say, that's the one where you were like yeah. at. Because like, I was like, 
I am going to be in front of Bono. Right, 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 right. That show was amazing. That show was, wow. That was, I had a moment when he sang Where the Streets Have No Name and like won and all that. Like it was, shit got real. <laughs> like, so yeah. yeah. See, I would have thought that at least top five would have been the one where you shared a moment with Mariah, but the that's Rainbow just Storm? me. You know, <laughs> I mean, I will go see only because Mar- you shared the I moment. I will go see Mariah till the cows come home. Um, Mariah doesn't put on a spectacle, no, and it's fine. It's doesn't. fine. That's but, not. But, what but you know going, what you're getting. Uh, right, that's not right. where you're going to go see. You're right. not going to go see a show that's going to knock your socks off. Right. You're going to go see her sing, and that's fine. That's what I signed right. up for. Um, when I saw Guns N' Roses a few years back, that was also a big deal. Oh, I would have liked to see them. Yeah, you know it's so funny. I. I didn't get to the concert late because everybody I went to the concert was like, oh, can you drop us off at the entrance and like go park? So I went and I parked and I walked into the second song they were playing. The first song they played was Welcome to the Jungle. So I missed Welcome Welcome to to the the Freaking Jungle. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That was really upsetting. So They'll probably tour again. They toured not that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So At this that, point, again, they're a legacy act. They'll just yeah. keep doing the, the rounds. But, you know, I got to sit through the 25 minutes of November rain. And it was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so, listeners, what's your favorite concert? If anybody tells me that their favorite concert is Jiao Jiao and the DREM tour, get out of here. <laughs> you hadn't done JoJo in a while. Yeah. So, I think our, our listeners appreciate that. Yeah. You know who was, you know what was a really good concert? Britney Spears' Dream Within a Dream Tour. That was a good show. That was a good show. She got wet. That wet scene when she sang Baby One More Time, oh. that was incredible. Moisture has never looked so good. Yeah. You know, it was also really good that I went to? I went to see Eminem. I've seen a lot of people. You have. I mean, as many concerts as I've been to, you've I've gone. Been, I've been to yeah. a lot. Yeah. A yeah, lot. Yeah. Um, I've even been to Car Cab. What is it? A... A car cab for cutie what is it called death cab for cutie. death cab for cutie <laughs> really yeah i went with my friends in michigan oh because i was gonna say how did you wind up that's at death cab? totally a white person yeah, thing like uh, that, that, the only thing i didn't do with my friends in michigan i never got to see dave matthews you know because that's your total but that's the summer that that's the total white right appearance yeah like you go see dave matthews i would totally go see dave matthews i like dave matthews i don't know that i would go see dave matthews i would go see why not <laughs> Because Dave Matthews concerts just seem like it's like Woodstock light. I have a friend who he goes when Dave Matthews, especially, I don't know if they still tour every summer, but for a while there, they toured every summer. He would always go to like at least two shows. Like they would play like usually South Florida and Northern Florida. And he would always go to like at least two shows in Florida. But he would also go to a show they would always have in Wisconsin. I forget where. Because it was like the best acoustically like sound amphitheater in like that they would always play. Uh-huh. So he would always go there. And then he would download through like, I don't know, BitTorrent files, every single set from every single show in the tour. And I'm like, man. Man, I there's a lot of people that I like, but not even I will do that. Like that's, that's a little much. <laughs> it's a little. We're gonna we're gonna call that the line. Yeah. So, oh yeah, something I wanted to touch upon um, yep. this week because it's just something that I find. I don't know if I find it funny. I don't know if I find it <laughs> ironic. I don't know if I find it like a very so many options. You know, it's illegal. But oh. <laughs> there was a there was this lady that they caught um, down here in South Florida that she somehow got her hands on an Amazon jacket and she was stealing people's Amazon boxes. 
right? Wow. So it made it seem a little bit less alarming that you saw somebody. Right, with an Amazon. Right, right, right. And, you know, obviously people stealing Amazon packages happens all over yeah. the country. That's why we have ring cameras. And all that. And, you know, my whole thing is, aside from the fact that it's illegal, it's like, I think that's a really stupid form of theft. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. Maybe right. you're getting a box of sasson. <laughs> like... Anybody who steals the Amazon packages that come to my apartment, if they leave it outside, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you know what they're gonna get? Mm-hmm. Boat trays, takeout boxes, or or, 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 dip con- or dip containers, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. so good luck, good res- luck. with the resale because value. I, I mean, I know that some people buy really pricey things on Amazon, but I buy like the most. I usually buy, but not fo- anymore. Phone I mean, chargers. Yeah, you know? but the average person now, I think, uses Amazon to buy toilet paper. You know, right. so like, like I'm thinking like. I mean, this is like really, it's like playing Russian roulette because it's like you could get caught and go to jail and be arrested over what? Toilet paper. Over toilet paper. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you're sent- Over mouse pads. Yeah. Your sentence is going to be the same. <laughs> yes. Irrespective of what's inside the box. Over, you know, a wire, a phone charger. Over, or as I say, a box of Sasong. Yeah, it's it's it, you know it's it's the worst outcome Sasson of through through Amazon. <laughs> Clearly, um, no. There's like this really good um, seasoning pack that I use for vegetables that I can't find anywhere. They had it at Aldi, but I can't find anywhere. So I found the distributor and I found the Amazon a uh, site and I I bought it from them. And I'm like, man, whoever steals this package is gonna be so like, disappointed, so disappointed, or happy. Well, I mean, they're gonna have tasty broccoli. Yeah, I mean, maybe they love, they they need some seasoning in their. But life. it's so like stupid, right? It's so stupid because it's like, why would you do that? It's not like bueno. It's Amazon a, it's delivered, a Tiffany box. Amazon delivered a you know seventy inch you know TV screen right. on your front desk your porch, porch and left it there and like here's this Sony you know right gets advertised what it is right 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 no or something that has very distinct packaging right. Right, like a TV, you know more or less. Right. It's huge, right? But this is like, you know, you know what, you know what they might get from me that I order a lot from Amazon. My probiotic gummies. <laughs> oh yeah, probiotic gummies are expensive, and on Amazon, I get them the I get them two two. Um, it's not two for one, but it's I get them a pack of two bottles, mm-hmm. and they're much cheaper than buying them. That in may be, but I'm not going to jail for stealing probiotic gummies. Yeah, it's a value. It's it, not if I get sentenced <laughs> to jail. So it's like you know, go all that. Trouble, you know, police chasing for probiotic, for gummies. probiotic gummies. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'd rather be constipated. <laughs> you rather have bad bowel. I'd health. rather have bowel, bowel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bad bowel health than go to jail. No, thank you. I'm good. Uh, yeah. We're good. We're good. We're good. No. It's August, and while summer may be ending, back to school is just around the corner. That means it's time to start packing lunches again with healthy options like dairy. Whether yogurt, cheese sticks, or grilled cheese, there's many ways to include dairy for those back-to-school lunches and ensure that kids get protein, vitamin D, and calcium. And that's in addition to breakfast with some milk, either by the glass or in a bowl of cereal. For more ways to include dairy as part of your back-to-school routine, visit floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com and get more info as well as recipes. Trust me. Including dairy in their lunches is way easier than trying to remember how to solve word problems. Has this uh, made us thirsty? It has made us thirsty. I think it's time. So I want to get my last soda. It's soda time. Yes. I want to get my last soda to um, 
this guy called Steven Rivero from Barber of Athletes, which is a local barber shop. Okay. And I just want to give a shout out to him because he was giving um, free haircuts to kids now for back to school. And a lot of these kids are, That's awesome. you know, kids that, you know, come from like underprivileged neighborhoods and, you know, maybe the parents can't afford it. And, you know, even haircuts have gotten expensive. Everything is expensive. You know, do you uh, need a password for that too? Oh, for, for the, a haircut? Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a portal? It, it, what is that I said? I said list passwords and portals. portals yeah. Um, a, I mean, it's gotten so expensive in addition to all the expenses that parents have right, to go right. through uh, to send their kids back to school. So I just thought it was like really nice that, a, you know, it's a local barbershop that they were doing this and they were um, giving kids free haircuts. I mean, every little, you know, when, when you don't have a lot, every little bit helps. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. last soda to them. Absolutely. So my last soda, <clears throat> excuse me, my last soda is actually, it's something I kind of wanted to talk about, but I wanted to give it as a last soda as well. Um, so this week, and as of this Friday, uh, the 18th, the movie Blue Beetle has opened. Um, and I saw it uh, a couple of days ago. And it's being touted as the first, you know, the first Latino headlining superhero movie because it, you know Jaime Reyes and his whole family they're Latino etc and it's all a Latino cast etc first of all I thoroughly enjoyed the movie but what I will say because this is also we, we always get into this this whole scenario of now this has to be all things to all people and it has to try to represent the entire Latino experience and it has to you know all this and that what I love the most about the movie is that this is not a Hispanic family. This is not a Latino family. This is not a Latinx family. This is a Mexican, Mexican American family. They go into the specificity of what, I mean, we're not Mexican, but it goes into the specificity of what that is culturally, food wise, um, slang. They really make it a point to show you that they are Mexican culture. And by doing that, it's something that you and I have said many times before. I always think of like with Jenny Lorenzo. Because they go to the specificity of it, now it resonates more with Cuban-Americans, Colombian, Venezuelan, etc. Because it's not trying to be everything for everyone. It is being what it is. And we can take from it the similarities that we see. Such as the fact that like the grandmother has, you know, plays a very big role in the family. Um, the, the fact that they, you know, they, they use like little nicknames for each other. Like the George Lopez character always calls, uh, the main character, Cabezón. little things like that, which are very, very specific. But then they also, there's a whole running gag, by the way, where they keep calling the main character, Mariela del Barrio. Oh, really? Yeah. They <laughs> play Mariela del Barrio's opening theme. They keep singing it over and over again because the whole, the whole, because the whole joke is that like. You know, he's the poor kid, and then he meets this rich girl. And there's no Soraya reference. There's no Soraya oh. reference. But, you know, they say, like, you know, oh, you're like Maria del Barrio, except you're Maria, and she's the rich white guy, or whatever. They make references to Chapulín Colorado. Mm -hmm. They make references to uh, Saúl Gigante. Actually, they show a clip of Saúl Gigante. So, again, they show things that we all can relate to, but by not trying to be this weird non-entity of overarching culture they achieve something that i think really resonates more right they're not latin adjacent <laughs> exactly they're not like you know like again like um like este, like uh, tony plana said when i spoke to him where you know they were playing the characters on uh, ugly betty they didn't know at that moment what 
ethnicity they were. So he's like, well, we're playing them as the Genericans. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, them! <laughs> them, the Genericans! And, you know, the, the movie, the entire cast, or at least the, the family cast, they're all Mexican or Mexican-American. The director is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Susan Sarandon, who's not. Um, you know, she's white. But... There's, there's just, again, there's just a very specific cultural element there, and I love the fact that they filmed clearly some parts of it in downtown Brickle that is meant to stand in for like the gentrified, gentrified portion of the f- fictional city that they're in, and I'm like, well, of course, Brickle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's in a fictional city. It's a fictional city called uh, Palmera, Palmera City. But I, I strongly say, you know, I, I love the Blue Beetle character. I've loved all iterations of the Blue Beetle character. It's a DC Comics property. Go see it. It, it, it has its moments where it kind of lags a little bit, but I think overall the beauty of it is that it is representative of a specific in, in culture. In the comic book, are they Mexican? Jaime Reyes, yes, yes. The, this Blue Beetle is the third blue, the third person to have the, the name of Blue Beetle, and he is Mexican-American, and his family is Mexican, and, and they do play that up in the comic book as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that they just kind of change for the movie, mm-hmm. but I, I, I love how they went about it. You know, so go support it, guys. I know it's one of those things where it's like, unfortunately, this is the type of situation where similar to like in the Heights, where it's like, if it doesn't do well, it's like, well, superhero, you know, Latino movies don't do well because the one movie that we got didn't make a gajillion dollars. Right. Whereas Barbie's making a billion dollars, you know, it's not going to make the same amount of money. I know that. But just, you know, give it a shot. Support support where where we can. And, and again, I think it does the job better than a lot of other instances where it has to be all things to all people. Well, there you go. Yes. I feel really stupid now. Why? <laughs> because I hadn't heard about this movie. And when you mentioned Blue Beetle, I thought it was a movie about a blue Volkswagen. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. But that's another problem, though, because of the dual strikes. The only person who's been out promoting this movie this is the poor director. Like, he's gone on social media. We follow him on social media. He's constantly like touring to all the preview screenings because they're not part of the strike the the directors are not the dga is not part of the strike so he's out there promoting it he's going to the preview screenings he's having like reggaeton artists come and then he'll post a picture with them and have them share it you know and things like that so it's it's a horrible moment for a movie like this to come out because they can't do the promo right yeah everything's messed up now like yeah, I haven't seen Bill Maher in like three months. You know, it's. Are we sure he's still around? I mean, yeah. has anybody checked on him? Maybe, yeah. maybe he's in a portal. Yeah, <laughs> looking for passwords. For, yes, but that's a good one. And you know, as you say, and we've talked about here before, the, you know, the it's sort of like a catch twenty two, right? If a if a Latin movie or a Latin centric movie doesn't do well, it's like, oh, you know, see, we try, but it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. But it's right. like, okay, how many how many white movies or like yep. non ethnic movies don't do well fail fail like then we keep making it again most of them do like that's just the odds to what does do well right um how many rom-coms with like top like white american actors and actresses don't do well we don't stop making versions of taken just because taken three didn't do well for liam neeson right (laughs) i mean yeah so, you know, just... I mean, and even big budget movies like, yeah. that don't do well. Those are just the odds. Yeah. So, anyway, well, okay, yes. well. 
Well, everybody, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as a remember, grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito, and join us at Tabasco's. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Corner booth in every in every store. <laughs> yes. Um, you know that I used to think the Corner Bakery. You know the Corner Bakery was it's a chain. Was I the, the I, Corner? The, the first Corner Bakery I ever went to was in Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Um, and it was on a corner. So, and I just thought that that, that was makes sense. the corner bakery right. until I think I was in Minneapolis or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there's a corner bakery like in the middle of a strip mall. Like, oh, it's not even on a corner. And then they opened up a corner bakery here in Miami in Kendall. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm so disillusioned by the corner bakery from Chicago. So anyway, everybody have a great weekend. Remember passwords and portals. <laughs> passwords, portals. And you know what? You, if When you find the password in the portal, you can go to Tabasco's. Yes. And <laughs> after you've gotten your supply list. Yes, but oh, but you can join us at uh, for Bean Pump Boil this Sunday, August 20th at New Era Collectibles. Oh, yes. Um, yes. And there's going to be a, there's a whole Star Wars thing going on. There's some people who've, who've had roles in Star Wars. Yes. I'm um, going to be there as well. So come on out. And, and if you don't follow us on Bean Pump Boil, do so. Bean Pong Boil MIA. Yes. So have a great weekend, everybody. We think so. Bye-bye. Bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs>